manifestation as a reality not just some passing idea it's, we're fortunate that we are able to recognize the constant presence of that power in everything that we that we do in every condition that we create people create their reality all day every day and are under the impression that it's something else that's creating their reality and that they're subject to that. <coughs> they've been conditioned to that. They've been brainwashed to believe that that brain has no power in manifestation. They don't know that that's the connection. It's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate, man. It's like having a a high performance vehicle but not understanding that it's a high performance vehicle. Yeah, I can have a high performance vehicle just so I can say I have a high performance vehicle but I don't really have an interest in using the high performance vehicle because I don't know it well enough so I go ahead and get this low, lower quality um, basic fundamental tool that I could use that'll get me to where I need to go and not have to think about investing any more time and energy to learn about how to hire value thing works you can just take the easy route let somebody else tell me what to do if it's got buttons on it with, 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 with icons on it and you know what I mean I don't have to think about it it tells me what to do why not use that hmm. why invest time and energy in trying to understand trying to get more information just trying to learn something why um, because until you do you're not having the experience that you would innately want if you knew your own nature. And that's the only way you're going to get to happiness and fulfillment. You're not going to get there letting someone else drive and determine their direction. That's not going to ever happen. And that is not a life worth living. And that would explain or go a long way to the explanation, towards the explanation of why suicides have increased as much as they have over the last uh, decade or so. Well, why do I have to figure, why do I have to know or learn that I can create my own reality when I came into and 
a pre-existing reality, not of my own, is predefined for me. And it seems to serve, it seems to suit my needs, it seems to give me what I believe should be what is desirable. Why isn't that enough? Why do I have to tap into some deeper element or some deeper source to find uh, uh, another reality, a different reality? Why would I do that? Well, that's the whole thing. The wonderful thing about free will. You can choose to do something and you can choose to do nothing. But you can choose. Do I know I can choose? How would I know that? By paying attention to the fact that you're doing it. Am I really choosing it? Or am I just adopting and accepting what's in front of me? That's a choice. With the with the with the illusion of choice. Really don't have a choice. That's a choice. It's a choice to adopt whatever it is that you adopt. What's it? Ideology or life philosophy. Yeah. It's a choice. Religion don't always work. You choose to let somebody else determine what works best for you. You're influenced by your environment. That's a choice. You're influenced by your environment. Mommy and daddy and grandma and auntie and everybody goes to church, but how did I get to choose not? Where where would the idea of it being a choice come from? If if I'm embedded in this, where would the idea of choice come from? You ain't got no choice. Come Take your ass to church like everybody. Innate sense of autonomy. Some people have an innate sense of autonomy. But is that innate? How does that's interesting? How does that innate? Not until you're 18. Mm-hmm. How does an innate sense <laughs> of that. An, an innate sense of what? Autonomy. How does an innate sense of autonomy come into play? Where would you get the sense from? What what evidence would you have? What what would you observe to show that you you can make a different choice if you are embedded in by, by a condition or an environment? Responding to the innate sense of autonomy and, and making choices that are counter to your developmental influences and being okay Where with it. Where would I get that? It, it, what would drive me to do that? Innate autonomy. Innate autonomy. Some, I might something, have a, something that an, you brought uniquely with you that tells into me existence. That, I, that this is not why I should be following. <laughs> I should be an individual. I don't want to do this. Something inside. But it, it takes the external, the, the third mind to actually manifest that. In my subconscious, I can believe that I or, or feel or whatever that, whatever happens there. It is a feeling. That tells me I shouldn't do this. I have a right to not do that. I have a right not to participate. You still need the will. Mm-hmm. You still need the will. So that's that's the balance between the well. If your will, if your will is not broken, when they talk about the conscious and the subconscious mind, the subconscious mind is the feminine mind or feminine energy, and the conscious mind is the masculine or male energy. One is the creator, the producer, and the other one is the manifester. So the female, the female energy is the producer of the ideas within the subconscious. The masculine mind, the um, conscious mind, is the one who puts or creates the intent, the will, to make it so. 
So that's why he says in that other book, Power of Awareness, he says that if the mind accepts an idea as true, an idea as true, you've already attached truth to it, and that truth is based off your emotional response to the idea. That's where the chemicals and so forth come into play, right? So you have this acceptance of something, you believe it, the belief kicks in, it's believed to be true, you attach an emotion to it, so now you feel a certain way about the idea you have accepted as true, you have to express it. That idea is going to manifest subconsciously into your conscious, you're not going to know what happened, it's going to happen. So if you have an innate Drive for autonomy, then you would just respond to that innate drive for autonomy despite whatever external influences you are contending with. If you have an innate... If you you are just a person who is just this way, you are going to have a difficult time, but you will be better off just going with your nature. In balance. You know? What did I come in here for? I've I've managed to be myself, never be compromised in being myself. And that's as a as a child, as a young adult, as a mature adult, I've never had to compromise myself. What does that mean, compromise? That means do something that was against my nature, you know? Wanting to do on your own. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Something <laughs> something that I would not something I would not do but except for some duress that some external uh force is putting upon me. Mm-hmm. I've never acquiesced to any such thing. And it has not That's been the worst experience. E- it has not been easy. I've, I've, I've had to deal with, you know, uh, battles. Internally or externally? Externally and internally because of that. You know? Get some speed on me. But, um, yeah. At the end of the day, man, staying true to your nature is about the best you can do. That's the worst to have that experience where you, you don't stay true to your nature and then you... You live in an experience that demands that you do. Mm-hmm. That statement is for real. Mm-hmm. It's something that's... Mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's your intuition. That's yep. your internal guidance right. system. You go against that. You're in space. That's right. I've always lived... Incongruence with that. You don't want me to do that. You can do that. I'll make sure it's clear. <laughs> 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 you crazy.
Yeah, that's um, you know, that's that's a very useful thing to un- to understand to know where your strengths are is to stay on your square. You understand what I'm saying? That's why I always say that you can't be beaten on your square. If you stay on your square, stay stay within your strengths, and you're able to um, cajole or convince your opposition to come off of their square. And get in your square where you are most powerful. No matter what the circumstances are, that person will be at a disadvantage. Or that organization will be at a disadvantage. Because they've come out of their place where they're strong. And they ventured into your strengths. So... That that's a bad thing. That's a very bad thing. So you gotta always don't don't allow your ego to to convince you to get off your square. Know your power and know that your power is within the space that you can control. So you make a person so confident in their ability and you make them doubt your ability so much that they feel comfortable coming into where you're strongest and then you're able to execute from your strength at their weakest point. No matter who they are. So two things. One is you would have to know what your innate strengths are and accept them as they are. Yep, ain't nothing to that, but to do that. Then the other one is when you demonstrate these these strengths is broke. Kitchen talks, you know, conversations with Cavario. We got Simone in the building, the queen. We got the king, Cavario, and my special guest, very, very dear friend and good brother of mine from back home. His name is Whispers. And, yeah, Mr. Whispers. And, yeah, this is, um, we're just chopping it up at home. It don't matter. We just chopping up at home. This building, talking. About these are two. These are two people who've known me very closely and very uh, for a very long time. You know, so they know me in a way that a lot of people don't. Huh? Maybe trying to open a can of can of peas here with this uh, broken um, what you call it? It's broken can opener. So all the metal and the clanking you're hearing right now is uh, three relatively competent people. Don't put me in that. I'm not trying to open a can. I told you give it to me. I'd use a knife. Trying to figure out how to improvise, but I figured it out. It takes two two people, one to turn the can and the other one to turn the the, uh, can opener. Yeah, I'm just supervising. There you go. We should have figured out that we needed to do that, then. Supervisor. Okay, you got to figure it out? Okay, now. Just go ahead and go do it. That's right. Leave that to the people. That's real corporate right there. But, yeah, man. You know, I haven't talked to you guys in a while. 
conversations with Gavario, you know, the mind plug, you know what I'm saying? They call me, call me the thought coach. And uh, I just like to encourage critical thinking. So I think uh, that the life experiences increase exponentially when people think more critically and more habitually critically. You know, some people call it overanalyzation, but once it becomes a, uh, a habit of thought, then it happens very, very quickly. You know, your, um, your mind becomes very adept at, um, at doing it once it's had the repetition. And before you know it, you'll be putting every thought through a critical process and you will find yourself being more effective in general. You know, making, really making less mistakes. You know, making less mistakes and, you know, creating less problems in your own life. You know, stop asking yourself, why do I keep doing that? You know, if you've asked yourself, why do I keep doing that? That's the reason is because you have these, although you're having these practical experiences that are coming, you know, becoming um, or creating negative outcomes in your life. And you're saying, okay, I don't want that outcome. And every time I do this, I get that outcome. Then, you know, you consciously say, yeah, I'm going to stop doing this. But um, your subconscious is responsible for 96 to 98% of what you actually do. Your conscious mind is only responsible for very little, very, very little, you know, 2 to 4%. You know, so until you consciously begin to change the habits of your thoughts, you know, which would take a kind of conscious, critical process that you put yourself through on, on every level. There's no decision too small for you to think it through and think about, you know, where it is that you want to end up with that particular thing. You could be crossing the street. Think about it because it's not about the size or the magnitude or severity of the, the topic or the concern. It's about you having a, a proficient, as proficient as possible, uh, a you know, process that enables you to operate better at all times. And it has to be a habit. So you have to start training your mind. You have to start exercising your mind. You have to start introducing a great deal of information into your mind. Watch documentaries. You know, um, listen to audio books. You know, and I'm talking about listen to things that will teach you about things like your mind, how your mind works, how your body works. This is not maybe something you're actually interested in at this particular time, but there's a reason that you don't have interests like this because you haven't given your mind the habit the habit to make it want to continually grow and if it's not growing anything that isn't growing is dying so you know i will leave you all with that and um this is the mind plug you know conversations with cavario all right talk to you soon